0: Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now, here's your host, Paul Charchian.
1: Stupid
2: stuff? Well, we would never do that, Brian no. Johnson. Kevin Costner conversations? Yeah. Should we do it again?
1: Um, No. There isn't anything to say because I, there's not even... Any real controversy that Kevin Costner plays himself in every role. That's not really at all. That's a straight up fact. I mean, if you took his character from I don't know, pick a movie, Draft Day, and put that guy in dances with wolves, same guy, same (laughs) outcome. None of the dialogue changes. Nothing changes.
2: Nope. Always the same guy. Except that one where he played like the like the hitman killer guy. Even though he was like. He still was Kevin Costner, just a hitman he version
1: was. of Kevin Costner. His best movie is very old and he was young. It was called No Way Out. I don't think we talked about this last no, time. Did we, we did. We did. Okay. We All did. right. So yeah. that one is good, but he's still Kevin Costner
2: in I, the movie. I really didn't mean to rehash the whole Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah right. Because we've already we've already been <laughs> we, we've there. touched on uh what we, we need to
1: instead of rehashing, let's just hash Okay. on rookie quarterbacks and rookie running backs. Sounds good. Um we've Touched on rookies about, I don't know, a month ago, but we really haven't done much deep dive. And now here we are, two weeks away from the draft. This show, two weeks from now, we'll be talking about the landing spots for the players in the first round. I cannot wait. Oh, it's the best. Love this time of year. The draft's so much fun. Uh all right. So we'll do quarterbacks and running backs. Now you could do this forever and do a million guys. I've made a tactical decision to stop the list at five quarterbacks that I think have promised to be relatively near-term impact guys and where they don't need like everything's got to break right for them to yeah. you know for these things to work out. Um so I got five quarterbacks, seven running backs. We could go much deeper in running backs, but at some point you just have to stop somewhere. So we're doing seven running backs.
2: Yeah, after the the big really the big one. There's really like kind of like a big 3. We'll get to it, but there's probably like 15, 20 running backs. <laughs> yeah, you, it's so deep. It's a uh, oh. landing spot will matter big time. For it the, will. For, the, for short-term returns. Yep. That's for sure.
1: And we'll be talking more landing spot stuff after the draft, obviously. Yeah. But can't wait to get into that, and especially for the deeper running backs because the right guys fall into the right place, and we're going to have some – there's going to be some great running backs that are that are going to be out there. I'm just – I'm after years of having pretty thin running back classes – Just so excited at the prospect of having, like, 15 meaningful running backs to talk about. Not that all 15 will work out, but a lot are going to. It's going to be great. Let's start at quarterback. Bryce Young should be the first quarterback taken. Should
2: be. Maybe. Uh, I
1: don't know. Okay, you're in your opinion. My opinion. Okay. And the opinion of most. I think it started out as more like coin flip, but I see much uh, much more of a unison voice that Bryce Young should be the first Quarterback taken and the first player taken. Can you
2: remember, in most years, it is a quarterback who goes first overall, yeah. but it feels like at this point, two weeks out from the draft, the team has, like, made the announcement, almost already selling jerseys. Yeah, like Trevor, yeah, Lawrence, yeah, Trevor Lawrence. you
1: knew, and Joe Burrow, you knew. Even Baker Mayfield, that they... No, that no, you're was misremembering. That, that was okay. a surprise. A that lot of people thought one. Mayfield was going to be like the third quarterback off the board that year.
2: But I still thought they made like an, an announcement in advance, or you know, a commitment to
1: Baker. I think if it was, it was like a day in advance. I don't think it was two weeks in okay. advance. We're, we're still waiting. But go on. All right. So, so let's talk Bryce Young. Uh, he is a special playmaker with uncoachable poise. You know, playing in the the and playing at Alabama, the the biggest spotlight there is in college football. Um, and he's got it. Tons of it factor. Uh, He's got a good, lively arm. He's got tremendous creativity. He was super productive, obviously. Throws a very accurate pass. He can make all the reads. He doesn't have a cannon. And then, of course, the bigger issue is his size, which comes up all the time. But I think the comparable here is Drew Brees. He's a low mobility. He's not no mobility, by the way, but he's a low mobility uh, very smart, smaller quarterback who's remarkably accurate. I think his upside is to have—he's not going to have Drew Brees' career. Drew Brees finished with the most passing yards in history in the NFL, but that's the upside—is that kind of player. Now his downside is Andy Dalton, where he could be a immobile, reasonably accurate, but you know, non-playmaker kind of quarterback like Andy Dalton.
2: Another good comp or what I thought was a good comparison or it, he could hit this uh I won't call it a milestone but Russell Wilson not a tall quarterback yeah we'd take he, that
1: he, absolutely yep. yep we would take Russell Wilson but too. not not 2022 but Wilson, Wilson also had <laughs> Russell Wilson also augmented fantasy owners with a lot of running through the first six seven years of his career that's all dried up but um Bryce Young is never going to be that mobile no like Russell Wilson was so 95% chance Bryce Young goes to Carolina or Houston at pick one or pick two. Tiny chance one of them surprises and takes Anthony Richardson, at which point Young would fall to Indianapolis at pick four probably. But there's a, there's a 95% chance he goes to Carolina. Houston, I think it's Carolina. And he's not the greatest wide receivers to work with after shipping DJ Moore away. They brought in Adam Thielen. Um, but still, I think Bryce Young is a safe fantasy quarterback who I believe will be productive but probably not, like, you know, roster changing. You know, I don't think he's going to be a guy that's going to be delivering championships.
2: Uh, I'm with you there. Uh, Yeah, his ceiling doesn't seem incredibly high, but his floor, pretty safe. Yeah. As long as he doesn't buckle under uh, all the hits he's going to take in that tiny frame that everyone's ragging on him for. No. (laughs) He didn't help his cause at the combine when he... Wore his uh, platform sneakers. No, that didn't fool anybody. <laughs> one guy is like <laughs> yeah, zoomed in on yeah, those. That's right. the only picture he took. He's like, look at those things. All right, let's talk C.J. Stroud. All right, C.J. Stroud, yeah, out of Ohio State. Could be the number one pick as well. It's mm-hmm. kind of right now a toss-up between, at least the books have it as a kind of toss-up between yeah. Stroud and uh, Young. Some uh, say Stroud has ideal size for a pro quarterback. He's there with the height at 6'3", but at 215, he too could stand to pack on a few pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh Put up great numbers over his last two seasons at Ohio State, averaging more than 320 yards, three passing touchdowns per game. Great numbers. He was also ranked first in completions of 30 plus yards. But he was surrounded by pro level talent. Yes, he was all, at Ohio State. <laughs> all, all every you know every aspect of the offense, offensive line, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Not likely going to walk into a situation that, you know that's comparable to uh, Ohio State in the pros. Uh, he does have a good arm. Not great. Uh, he's accurate, has good pocket awareness, but again, his pockets aren't going to be as clean as they were. No. at Ohio State, and, as and, and he, didn't,
1: he didn't operate under pressure as well as Bryce Young did either. And, yeah. and that's one of the that's a frequent knock on him. And you know, as a probable landing spot in Houston, he's going to get some pressure.
2: Yep, yeah, uh, right in that same vein. Not known for his mobility, really, and has mm-hmm. struggled to improvise under pressure. Yep, um, doesn't mean he can't improve in those areas, of course. Uh, according uh, to quote the Athletics' Dane Brugler. Is it Brugler or Bruler? Is it a silent?
1: I think it's I think pronounced
2: the G. Brugler. He says, quote, his passing skills give him an encouraging floor as an NFL starter, and his development as a creator will ultimately determine his NFL ceiling. That kind of sums it up right there. So from a fantasy perspective, he's not the most exciting prospect, uh, but in the right situation, he can thrive as a passer, and if the legs come along, he does have a bright future. And like you said, Probably not going to Carolina. It's either going to be Houston, maybe Indy at pick four. But uh, mm. I don't know those all kind of feel like the same.
1: Land, you know, <laughs> it doesn't change their fantasy outlook. No, Houston, they got another first round pick. I, right, I think that's, and I think they go wide receiver I with that too. pick. So Jackson, I, I, Jackson
2: Smith and Jigba probably yep, the pick. So that's my that's my that thinking. would be the ideal spot for I think for any of these quarterbacks really that we're going to talk about would be Houston this year or Indy, not as much Carolina
1: like you said, but uh, yeah. That's C.J. Stroud. All right, so that's C.J. Stroud. Let's go to Anthony Richardson, who I believe, let's talk this through. Now, uh, I believe from a dynasty standpoint, if you're the first quarterback who should go off the board is Anthony Richardson because of the freaky upside he gives you if it all comes together. Yeah. Let's talk through his game. He is a rare total athlete, maybe the best total athlete ever seen at the Combine at the quarterback position, gigantic arm, highly, highly mobile at a level you, you rarely get. He can throw on the run. He can throw bucket passes downfield, and his game translates into possible fantasy championships. He can become Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts if his passing comes together.
2: And not even among quarterbacks when it comes to his combine testing, like all players. It's he like the highest yes.
1: vertical, and he ran a 4 three forty, and yeah. Guy's a freak athlete, total freak athlete. Now, so the upside is again, it's it's Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts level upside if the passing come together, which everybody knows is very raw for Anthony Richardson, or his passing never comes together and he washes out of the league completely. I mean, this is it's the total opposite of Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud that are super safe but have limited, I believe, limited fantasy upside. Richardson is for people who have the digestive fortitude to risk it all. Anthony Richardson could make sense to be the first player taken in a dynasty draft ahead of Bryce Young, CJ Stroud and even in super flex or two quarterback leagues. I think he's in the conversation to go first overall. Over Bijan? Over Bijan Robinson. Yes. Actually, we'll talk get to him. It's Bijan. Not Bijan. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't know that. I learned I, that today. I, I did not know that, okay? Uh now Staying with Anthony Richardson for, for a minute, presumably whatever team drafts him is going to create designed runs for him, right? I don't think you draft Anthony Richardson and go, well, he's a pocket passer now. Now those days are over. I mean, we just, seeing what, quarter, what the Bills and the Eagles and the Bears and the Ravens have done with their mobile quarterbacks on designed runs, you know, he's going to get designed runs, and we're here. That's, that's how you break apart your fantasy league. Most people have got Anthony Richardson going to Indy, but the next four teams are also possible landing spots. Seattle, thinking of the future. Mm-hmm. Detroit, thinking of the future. Uh, las uh, Is it Las Vegas? No, it's, uh, yeah, I think it's Las Vegas is next, and Atlanta after that. I And I don't see him getting past all those teams. I think that's, he'll he'll be taking, Anthony Richardson will go in the first eight.
2: And then some other teams, right, following them, Tennessee, Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah, right, shortly thereafter. The, the Vikings are, guys, are in the
2: conversation to move up. They'd have to move Possibly up a lot. I don't. A,
1: I. I don't. I don't think they could do it. But that'd be that'd be fun as they'd have to move
2: family. up a lot for Richardson, but not Will Levis.
1: Ah, no. That Levis? yeah. Let's talk about it because we've him being mocked all over the first round. Yeah, and people are actually just outright just mocking him for
2: <laughs> reasons Period. I really don't get. We'll yeah. get to that in a second. But uh, Levis uh, out of Kentucky has all the physical tools: six four, two thirty, cannon arm. Quick release, stands tall in the pocket, can absorb hits. He's a threat on the ground. Mm -hmm. Defenses are going to have to respect his rushing ability. He can probably truck stick most defensive backs in the league. He just looks like that kind of player. Uh, And he's got that kind of attitude, too. Totally. And uh, the knock on him has been his decision-making and accuracy. Uh, He tends to lock in on his primary read, you know, fails to see his secondary read. But really, how many guys... Are getting open for him at Kentucky, or we're getting open for him at Kentucky, <laughs> right? Not a football school. Right. So, this is just so eerily similar to all the bashing we heard about Josh Allen prior to the draft. Mm-hmm. And they are almost the same physical specimen, it seems like. Levis does not have the mobility or quite I don't the know arm. arm. I've seen some runs from Levitt. He he threw it like 70 yards at his pro day. That's true. I know. Granted, they're not wearing pads, but yeah. Allen wasn't wearing pads at his pro day. He's got he's got a cannon, but uh, and and by the way, in 2022, 2021, Lev's had a great year. I think 25 passing touchdowns led Kentucky with like 10 rushing touchdowns mm-hmm. last year. Dealing with injuries, Kentucky had implemented an entirely new offense. Wandale Robinson and multiple offensive linemen left for the pros, so he right. was playing with scrubs essentially no one can name another player from kentucky other than will levis right now so again i don't really get the hate i'm not saying he's gonna be great but people just bashing him outright saying he's gonna be a total bust and like yeah waste of a pickoff i don't see that really i'm with you on the richardson having the most upside uh in a super in a whatever super flex or one quarterback uh rookie drafts i think i'd rather take a chance on levis Hitting his ceiling, but then taking Stroud or Young, they just don't. Wow. Yeah, excite from a fantasy long-term. standpoint, yeah, yeah, they're safer, but they're yep. they're not as exciting. And uh, what's the preferred landing spot for Will Lovis? It sounds like it's unlikely he'll go in the top four picks. You know, really I the top that. three, top three of the four. We don't expect the Cardinals to draft a quarterback at three, but. Uh, Basically all the teams you, you ran off could, Seattle, Detroit, Detroit Seattle, Vegas, Detroit, Atlanta. Uh Tampa Bay supposedly loves him, mm-hmm. but yeah, Tennessee. Uh minutes he could be there for Minnesota at twenty three. Yeah, so, I don't I don't think so, but I don't think he lasts that long either. No. I think he goes more mid first. Uh, but uh, I, I I like Levis and I think I think he has a better chance to play his rookie year than Anthony Richardson does. I think he oh, Richardson seems like more of a yep a project. So uh mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm not uh, Buying the hate and and in redraft and best ball, people are taking Richardson as like quarterback fifteen, and Levis is going like quarterback twenty
1: eight. Wow! In redraft, that doesn't I'd, make sense. Richardson is Richardson may not, me. It, not may not play. I'm not touching him. No, yeah, people are
2: bought into this hype. Mm-hmm. They don't understand. I don't like. They don't know how to differentiate dynasty and redraft. But like, people are drafting Richardson way too high when he shouldn't be drafted at all. But I think Levis could uh, make an impact this year and.
1: We'll see long term. Let's talk Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. Right. Um, I'm I'm pretty down on his prospects. I you know I hope it works out, but uh, let's talk about what I like. Uh, he's poised. Uh, he's got a basically like perfect body and frame for a quarterback. Uh, Decision making is pretty good. Scholar of the game. Character is through the roof. Everybody associated with Hendon Hooker loves this kid. Uh, arm strength is good. Uh, he can throw an accurate pass. It's a lot of things that worry me. First is he, they've got the weird Tennessee offense that is very non-pro. It's, he runs almost entirely from the shotgun. I watch whole games and I couldn't find plays where he was under center. And that is always a red flag for me. You can't do that in the NFL play, every every play out of the shotgun. Uh, he is a one-read quarterback in college. If you watch, you watch through his game logs. I watched two full games of Hendon Hooker to just really get up to speed mm-hmm. on who this who he is. Virtually every play was a first read for him. I don't I don't like that part. And then lastly in this spe- specifically I think maybe for Dynasty leagues, the tw- he's 25 years old, which is a you know incredibly old quarterback. Um so yeah, Brandon Whedon, I think, was the last 25 year old quarterback that I can remember getting. Uh, he, he was he older. He might have been older. That. He might have been 27
2: yeah. or something. I, and then there, before that was uh, Chris Wenke.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Florida I forgot State. about that. Yeah, Who drafted Wenke? Was it Carolina? Carolina did. Yeah. Pretty sure. Or at least he ended up in and Carolina. And Whedon. Yeah, Whedon went to Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland. boy. Uh, okay. So a couple elements to think about with Hendon Hooker here that ACL recovery is basically going to knock him out of this year. So, in redraft, I don't think Hendon Hooker is even yeah. on radar. That was here. in uh late
0: November, November
1: I believe. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um his so I think he's got virtually no redraft value. He is a raw project who's going to need a lot of time to learn the NFL game. And then in a dynasty league, then it's kind of tricky right? So he's 25 years old. So you're going to get like three or four fewer years from him than you would get from other rookie quarterbacks. But does that really matter? Because really kind of those three or four years are on the back end of his career, not on the front end. Are you really going to hold Hendon Hooker for like 12 years no. in Dynasty? No. You really should, you don't hold anybody you should be looking
2: three to four years ahead at right. most in, in Dynasty.
1: So, you know, I think there's going to be a temptation to ding him in Dynasty because Hendon Hooker's 25 years old. But again, those years come off the back end of his career, not the front end. So to me, that doesn't, to me, that doesn't really change anything.
2: Yeah, I should have thrown out Will Levis also kind of old. He's 24, I believe, but you know, I'm not not reading too much into that or looking too much into that.
1: Hendon Hooker's long-term upside is pretty high because he can lead a downfield passing attack with his big arm, and I could see him being a big play producer if everything comes together, but his downside is, like, out of the league in three years. I mean, it's, it, it might never come together based on Hooker's experience in Tennessee, and You know, the fact that he's never done anything close to an NFL-style offense.
2: What he has going for him, I'm sure, is uh, he's got fellow volunteer alumnus Peyton Manning on speed dial, if he ever needs a little advice, I would imagine. That would would be helpful.
1: Um, I think Peyton Manning's got a lot going on right now. He's got time for Hooker. Um, (laughs) I think Hendon Hooker falls out of the first round. I think he goes to a quarterback needy team in the top middle of the second round which puts him right back into the conversation with the other teams we were talking about before. Seattle, Detroit, Vegas, Atlanta. Uh, you know, I think all of those could be back in play in the second round for Hendon Hooker. Let's take a break. Brian, we come back, let's uh, look at running backs. Rookie running backs. When we come back, Fantasy Football Weekly.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Did you know Fantasy Football Weekly micro-editions available Monday through Thursday. If you subscribe, you are probably already hearing them. Those are short, deep dives on one particular player. Five to ten minutes? Well, usually it's more like eight to twelve minutes as it's turned out, but... Deep dives on one player, uh, Brian. I know you're going to jump into the pool yeah, on Fantasy definitely. Football Weekly micros pretty soon. We're excited for that. Tyler's been doing a great job. It's good to get Tyler some reps. Yeah, Tyler we needs need, reps. We need to inject some youth. We do because I'm I'm dragging down our demo big time. Or we all are. Uh, B. John Robinson. Let's go to running backs. He's this. I think the comparable that everybody makes is Saquon Barkley, and I'm totally on board with that.
2: Yeah. Again, it, it, B. Zon. Uh, That's apparently. right. Sorry. No. No. Don't. B- don't apologize. B.
1: E. Z. E. Z.
2: Like like Steve Zahn, the actor, but B. Zahn. B. Zahn. B. Zahn Robinson. That's what. You know, the big draft nicks are saying. So All right. we, and if Scott Fish was here, he's the pronunciation police. He, he yeah, would he know. would know. Okay. He's the he's the, the judge, jury, and uh, executioner when it comes Scott, to Scott, if and you're he, listening, tell yeah, us. Yes, please. Slack
1: Scott. us the uh, the final answer so we, on
2: this. We miss you, Scott. Uh, we'll see you soon though. So Bison Robinson out of Texas, like you said, the the latest blue chip prospect at the running back position or the the, the most recent one since Saquon Barkley, basically the total package. Just under 6 feet, 220 pounds. Pretty much the perfect size. Fast, elusive, powerful. Can catch the ball out of the backfield. Mm -hmm. Even lined up in the slot. He's got like a full route tree for a a running back. Um, If you must search for flaws in his game, some say he could work on lowering his pad level when finishing runs. Runs a little upright when he's finishing runs. He'll want to do that uh, more in the pros Mm -hmm. (laughs) than in college football. He's going to find it a little harder to finish runs. And, And he's also been known to do some excess dancing in the backfield we won't call him uh tap dancing bees on though not no, no no we won't no i don't think he's gonna hopefully he doesn't have that kind of career arc that uh chris johnson had for those that don't recall man your, did your, he your fall off a cliff. holy cow so clear cut number one rookie uh in this draft most one quarterback leagues, he'll be the first overall pick too in rookie drafts. Super, even in super flex, flex leagues, you're mm-hmm. probably going to see Bizon going yeah. first overall. Now, what NFL team is gonna, going to draft him is, is the big question. Now, the, it's
1: such a it's such a great talker this year because it is. he could go anywhere from about pick seven down to uh, through really the, even out of the first round potentially.
2: Now, I looked at the latest odds on. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook uh, to take bees on. Who do you think is the favorite right now? Good Ooh. to guess. I would never guess this. Philadelphia. They are fourth at plus 650. I've heard a
1: lot of buzz connecting him to Chicago. But, that, but they're it down seems like, there at plus
2: 2,000. Okay, so
1: no. All right, not there. DraftKings um, has the, you want? Tampa.
2: On the list, but right not below high. Chicago. Okay. It's uh Atlanta plus five
1: hundred. Yeah, it's so early.
2: And then yep. Cowboys plus five fifty. Chargers plus six hundred. Yeah, that, that Austin Eckler know, stuff, right? What a nightmare that would be if they were both on the uh, <laughs> team this year, though. But um but yeah. I hope it, not. It, it, landing spot is gonna be huge. I mean, really wherever but pff, pff, Cowboys, Chargers, that would be a, an absolute nightmare for fantasy purposes. And you could you could see Jerry Jones.
1: I can totally see Jones doing it. He's a Texas kid.
2: He wants to sell jerseys more than win games. <laughs> I don't know, but you know, I don't that, think that's true. be
1: not. No. and I don't like Jerry Jones very much, but I wouldn't go that. No, he
2: wants to win, but he still he wants to make money too and make a splash. I mean, we, he did that drafting Zeke uh, fourth overall way mm-hmm. back, but um, it, really, who, nobody knows. Where he's going to get drafted. Other teams on this list: the Commanders at plus 800, the Lions at plus
1: 800. Which yeah, I don't, I don't buy that. I don't buy it. Not nope. buying into just that one. They put good money into David Montgomery. Texans they, at plus
2: Swift. Texans at plus 900. Uh, possibly they go that route instead of drafting a receiver. No, what, what the it, I know. You're, they've you're, got I don't want to Pierce. You. What I want What do they
1: need with? I, I didn't make the B's odds. On
2: Robinson. I didn't make the odds a terrible bet. Uh Patriots at plus fifteen hundred nightmare another nightmare scenario we don't want to mm-hmm. see happen but here's the one that'd be intriguing they got the Bengals at plus one thousand yeah, now we're
1: talking baby Joe Mixon walks
2: or yeah. they let him no they just, let, it, let, yeah they, 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 they Mixon they is cut, cut the court yeah he is that would be that would be the sexiest landing oh, spot well before. that
1: in Kansas City and, yeah I can't but um, I doubt but that yes happens. I'm with you Cincinnati's like if I could pick a spot it would be it'd be there he Eagles B-zon, too like, Rashad B-zon. Penny
2: yeah, B's on. He's
1: on Robinson has the upside of being the highest scoring running back in the league this year. Yeah. If he gets the touches, yep. he's got the he right landing spot, right place like Cincinnati. Now we're talking. Let's talk Jameer Gibbs. Oh, what a fun player Jameer Gibbs is. Uh, was at Georgia Tech, then he went to Alabama. He's he's Alvin Kamara. He's explosive, he's elusive, he's got elite hands. The agility's fantastic. He's good at pass protection. He's a three-down back. There's virtually nothing not to like about Jameer Gibbs here from a fantasy standpoint. He's a little smallish, doesn't have a ton of power, and may not be a high-end touchdown scorer. That's it. That's where that's where the negatives fall, and that's that's all there really is. That's that it is not positive on Jameer Gibbs. His upside, incredibly high, uh, all the way up to RB1 overall at some point in his career, uh, much like Alvin Kamara. He could have the, in the right landing spot because of his, his pass-catching prowess and his big play ability. Jameer Gibbs could be some season in the not-too-distant future the highest-scoring running back in the league. The big question is the touchdown productivity. Is he going to get goal line carries wherever he goes? That's going to be a big question, and that part is unclear. Downside to me is extremely low on Jameer Gibbs in that, I'm not saying his floor is low. I'm saying there's virtually no downside here. Mm -hmm. I mean, worst case scenario is he's a hyper-productive, like pass-catching role player back in which he'd be like a flex guy every week. Um, But his upside, again, is Alvin Kamara. Currently projecting Jameer Gibbs to the top of the second round, I think Arizona is a really appealing landing spot. Uh, the Rams could make a lot of sense. Las Vegas could make sense as they start planning ahead for, for life without Josh Jacobs. Carolina makes sense, right? Got to replace Christian McCaffrey. Well,
2: they did just sign Miles Sanders, but yeah. who cares?
1: Yeah. Uh, Tennessee, right? So they're, they're ready to move on from Derrick Henry, it appears. So, I mean, there's a lot of teams that are in the first half of the second round that would all be really interesting landing spots for Jameer Gibbs. One uh, more,
2: I'll give he slips them. a little bit, and he wasn't. This team wasn't mentioned in the Bijan, combo because they don't have a first round pick, but they need a running back, and that's Miami. Yeah, like, and all these other running backs we're going to talk Miami about. Miami would make a
1: ton of sense. Yeah. How about this? It'd be a little ahead of his his 80, his average draft position by Mox, but what about Kansas City and Cincinnati at the bottom of the first round for Jameer Gibbs? That'd Why be not? super sexy. Oh Why man, not? yep, that would be. Oh, that'd be a lot of fun. I just
2: feel like Washington's gonna draft him because subconsciously I'm just thinking about Joe Gibbs.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I see Gibbs and I just uh, like
2: associate it with Washington and not related. Not related I'm pretty sure. No. Let's talk Zach Charbonnet. Zach Charbonnet, yeah, out of UCLA. Uh total unit six one, two twenty. Uh but not just a downhill runner, bowling ball type uh, running back. He can jump, cut, juke, catch the ball, pass protect. Yep. He's gonna be a solid pro, without he a is. doubt. Um Last year, he was fifth in college football in runs of ten plus yards. Uh, he's been compared to a uh, Mark Ingram in his prime, who was kind of like a bowling ball type mm-hmm. running back, but who's agile, could catch the ball. Uh, the weaknesses with Charbonnet there aren't many, but he lacks explosiveness and breakaway speed. But his four five three in the forty at the combine is certainly respectable. He's, oh, not, yeah. he's not slow by any means. Um, should make an immediate impact as a rookie, but like all rookie running backs, landing spot is crucial, but uh, he looks like he has the goods. And uh, essentially, all the teams you listed off for Gibbs are ideal, realistic landing spots for uh, Charbonnet. He's right now, there with Gibbs. I mean, I would put him number three behind Gibbs, but he's uh, he's not far off in terms of his upside.
1: Uh, his upside is even higher if you factor in 100% touchdown guy, right? Goal oh, line yeah. use for Zach Charbonnet is a, is absolutely going to happen. Definitely. And so he gives you, like... 15-touchdown upside that you're not going to get necessarily from Jameer Gibbs or maybe even Bizon Robinson. Uh, that's possible, too. Uh, the comparison I make in my mind when I watch Zach Charbonnet is Jerome Bettis, especially younger before he really started to fill out later in his career because he was he was a big man with uncanny footwork.
2: He was a big man. I, he... he. Bettis topped out at like 230 something at the end of his career, right? He was
1: He got pretty heavy in the He was the a end. big
2: dude. He, he was. was
1: almost literally a bus, but yes. not quite. Um so I'm I'm very, very Zach Charbonnet, if you just said touchdown, all I care about is touchdowns that come out of this rookie class. Who's gonna have the most touchdowns over their whole career? I would probably pick Zach Charbonnet. Could could be. Let's go to the next running back on our list. It's Devon, A-Chain. Talk about guys whose names don't look like they pronounce. Yeah. This is going to take a while to learn. Devon, A-Chain. Because um, it, it's, it's with an E,
2: or no, it starts with
1: an A. It's D-E-V-O-N. It looks just like Devon, Devon, but it's Devon, Gotcha. Devon, and it's A-Chain, not A-Chain, 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 something like that, A-Chain. So uh, crazy, crazy fast. I mean, he ran a four, three, two. Do you know who Two 40. Chains is? Uh, rapper. He's a rapper.
2: Yeah. So there's Two Chains, two chains and, there's and there's A, a chains. Chain.
1: One Chain. <laughs> it's good. I like it. Uh, he's got a, you know typical of guys that are, su- are this fast, right? The burst is ridiculous. Uh, he's a kick returner as well, uh, Devon A Chain. Uh, he's got surprising toughness, and they ran him inside a lot. He's got good hands. Uh, but he's short. he's five foot eight, which is a couple of inches under what we would typically want to see in a running back. He's thin you know if you're you're not running a four three two unless you're pretty darn lean um, he's not great at pass protection, which you can imagine for a guy with a slight build and the power really isn't there uh, but again, he was a surprisingly willing and and really actually pretty tough inside runner but These kinds of lightweight guys tend to be hit-or-miss weekly fantasy producers. They'll give you electrifying big plays that fill up box scores because they'll break off some big runs. And then he'll go games where he just never gets that breakaway, and he gets eight carries for 20 yards. He won't get goal line work at that size. So Devon A-Chain, to me, is going to be somebody who feels like a flex guy. We're going to be talking about him. Not, I hope better than a take-a-chance-on-me guy. I hope he's more regular than that. But I think week in and week out, you're just going to be hoping for big plays, and you just some, some weeks it's just not going to work out. And
2: again, in this day and age, if you're a backup running back, you're getting 30 35% of the touches. It's not like yeah. the old
1: days where Priest Holmes
2: was getting 95% <laughs> of the carries. Right. So.
1: That's a great point. I think the best landing spot for Devon A-chain is... Falling into a one-two punch situation um, where he's going to be the alternate to somebody who's going to yield enough carries, we could do something like Dallas. I mean, Tony Pollard is probably not going to be a -a 30-touch-a-game guy. Tony Pollard's probably going to be an 18-to-20-touch-a-game guy, and that could leave 10 touches for Devon A-Chain. Saquon Barkley uh, could be the same situation in New York. Josh Jacobs probably gets run into the ground, but maybe Devon Chain shows up in Las Vegas and inherits that job in a year. So I don't know. Maybe part of a one-two punch situation would make sense. Projecting into the third round right now. Next, running back up, Roshan Johnson. Roshan Johnson, also out of
2: Texas, just like Bizon Robinson. Uh, Roshan, another unit, six foot two twenty. And I got to quote Dane Brugler again because I love this <laughs> what he had to say about Roshan. Big boned, broad shouldered athlete with proportionate bulk, mm. stout physical runner to breeze through arm tackles. And uh, obviously, he he played behind Bizon at Texas, so he certainly fought for playing time. But if he was a featured back at another school, we might be talking about Roshan right? Johnson yeah. as the RB two in this draft class. He just he was playing behind Bizon, so he he didn't have a chance to shine. But he he's a uh,
1: This is like Barry Sanders and Thurman Thomas or Cadillac Williams. And.
2: Oh, oh, why don't I know Uh, this? They were drafted the same year too. And they were both top five picks. Is that true? Maybe. Yeah, I I remember. I think they went back to back. I'll look that up. Okay. okay, We'll circle back to that. But, uh, Roshan, an able receiver for his size, uh, doesn't have a full route tree like Bizon, meaning he primarily catches, you know, screen passes out of the backfield. Uh, but he can catch the ball, uh, so he, he is a three-down back. Doesn't have elite speed, but he compensates for that with his size and his vision. And bonus feature for Roshan, oh, yeah, was a quarterback in high school. So oh, there will all be right. touchdown. Yeah. There will be touchdown passes, plural, in his career. I'm calling it right now. But yeah, I li- I like Roshan Johnson, who was he has leapfrogged a uh, chain in. Uh, DraftKings uh I'm sorry underdog's ADP in redraft okay. right now. So uh mm-hmm. yeah, steam uh is building for uh Roshan Johnson right well, now. Well, Johnson's
1: got another he's got the bulk to be a touchdown scorer. Mm-hmm. I care a lot about that. I you know, breaking news. We like touchdowns around here. Tank Bigsby. Oh my guy, Tank Bigsby. I love him um i'm very excited about the prospects here landing where he lands will be very very important now will we have a king solomon situation if
2: the texans end up drafting tank
1: <laughs> i know now what then what do i do i don't know <laughs> it's sophie's <laughs> choice um so let's talk tank bigsby from uh, from auburn muscular he's powerful he's got amazing bursts and explosiveness when he decides to hit the gas he can be a patient lateral runner on stretch plays and then when eventually that hole opens up, bang! Dude's just gone. He can run inside. I mentioned the lateral running outside. He's got okay hands. He's not a he's not a gifted pass catcher, but he's not a ball dropper either. Um, he's just an instinctive, intuitive runner who can react instantly when he needs to accelerate. I love all that parts of Tank Bigsby's game. Worried about him being technically raw. His pass protection is not particularly good, and he's going to have to get better at that if he wants to be a three-down back, which I think he can evolve into, but he may not be as a rookie. He's strong enough for goal line use, which is very important. Talking touchdowns. uh, Explosive enough to create highlight plays. Patient enough to wait for lanes on stretch plays. I think Tank Bigsby projects as a reliable weekly fantasy starter in the right spot. So what's the right spot? He's currently projecting into the third round of the NFL draft. And that I'm looking for a spot where he can be the lead runner. I want to see him drop into Arizona at pick 66 or Miami at pick 84 or Cincinnati at pick 92 or Kansas City at pick 95. Any of those spots for Tank Bigsby and I'm really really interested in what he could do here. So a lot of he's he's a he's got some special characteristics that suggest he can be a reliable fantasy starter and a weekly starter on the right NFL roster. Tank Bigsby. Planted your flag. I am I have planted my flag. I'm going to plant my flag in this next guy. Israel uh Bonacana.
2: That's right. Out of Pittsburgh and talk about steam. This guy has been surging right now in ADP. He has leapfrogged a chain uh, Tajay Spears, who I was going to talk about, but I wanted mm-hmm. to go Abanaconda. He's going higher than Ro- Rashawn Johnson. He's RB45 right now in underdogs ADP. Wow. Um, Abanaconda, good size, 5'10", 215, ran a 4'4", 440 at his pro day. Uh, he, he goes by Izzy, by the way. so he, no, I like We can okay. refer to him as Izzy. Scored a 9.61 RAS. That's relative athletic score. That's excellent. Uh, that's That ranks him 69. Nice. Out of... 1,722 <laughs> running backs graded from 1987 to present day. Wow. So he's a freak athlete. I got I to gotta quote, read the Dane Brugler quote one more time, because this guy's, like, poetic. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's really, really By good. By the way, he, he, what's it called? The Beast is his rookie yeah. report. Oh, it's, it's yeah, it, if you have a chance, I, it's worth, worth the money and your time to, to read The Beast. But uh, he says about Abanaconda, sports a cut, lean, muscled body type, quick, supple footwork to make split-second cuts – and decisively adjust his run path. Above average vision and one-step burst to center developing holes. That's where it gets really good. Scans quickly to set up block blockers or find the abrupt cutback lane. Excellent spatial awareness to to slalom around blocks <laughs> and gravitate towards openings. Runs with a fully charged GPS system can mash the accelerator when he has green grass in front of him. So I'm sold just after reading that. Yeah, uh, that's, that's poetry. It's glowing right now. Uh, but Izzy had... Three touchdown carries of 65 plus yards last year overall he led fbs in total touchdowns with 21 set the Pitt single game rushing record of 320 yards in a game against virginia tech in week six of 2022 breaking the record of 303 yards set by tony dorsett in Mm. 1975 wow Uh, he scored six rushing touchdowns in that same game so and pittsburgh's no small school It's it's a big time school so Uh, On the downside, he lacks the power of a Charbonnet or Roshan Johnson. Not an elite receiver either, but something he can improve improve on. Doesn't run a a full route tree. Uh, But this is a bonus really for for Dynasty purposes. Only 20 years old. Doesn't turn 21 until October.
1: See, I don't know that that does – it does help Dynasty because you're not playing running backs into their 30s anyway. You want want every year you can get with running backs. Well, but I think it's so much about mileage, right? I mean, you know, you're looking to try to get – you know, you get like – four or five really good years out of most good running backs, that's about it. Whether that's 20 to 24 or 22 to 26, I don't know. To me, I don't know if it matters a lot, but maybe. Maybe it helps. But, uh, yeah, Izzy,
2: again, all the, the teams we've mentioned, realistic, uh, ideal landing spots, but he, he is running up the draft boards. And in fantasy, and in reality, we could see him as the top five running back on draft day. Wow. You never know. Yeah. Some teams could love him that much. I mean,
1: also projecting into the third round. We'll see. Israel Abana Kanda. Yeah. Abana Kanda. Yeah. Abana uh, Kanda.
2: yeah there's so many. We, this podcast could go
1: on for another hour. I know. D- just running the running backs. backs. It's crazy. We didn't get to Tajay Spears. We didn't get to Dwayne, uh, McBride. Dwayne McBride. I mean, there's. it's so deep. But we're already Kendray, like, Miller, almost Sean double length Tucker, of traditional
2: Zach team. Evans. Yeah. All these names you need to familiarize yourself with. Chase Brown.
1: We just don't have the time. Evan Hull is even intriguing. I don't know who that is. Evan. Hull. Oh, yeah. Evan Hull. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody was just telling me. He's got some kind of Minnesota connection. Somebody was telling me that he uh, was telling me about uh, Evan Hull. And because he had a Minnesota connection, I, and I was like, ah, come on. You know, but it turns out he's actually really good. Wait, hold <laughs> on.
2: I got to look up Cadillac Williams. Who? I can't believe I can't remember. Who Cadillac Williams, the by back? the way. Amazing rookie year looked like, and he just
1: Tampa, as I recall. Yeah, right? he was drafted.
2: Uh, Ronnie Brown.
1: Ronnie Brown, I loved Ronnie Brown, and it never worked out. Here was this was two thousand and five. Uh, uh,
2: Alex Smith first overall. Ronnie Brown went second. Mm. Braylon Edwards, wide receiver, uh, from Michigan. That shocked
1: me that he was that he washed out so badly. Then, too. then
2: Cedric Benson, yep, went fourth overall that for the Bears. That did not surprise me. And then so it was much. Cadillac fifth. Uh, how about that?
1: Think about how much the landscape has changed for running backs. Three running backs taken in the top five. Yep. In this was thousand five, right? So, advance the clock eighteen years. You can't. No running back goes in the top five ever, no matter how good you are.
2: Do you remember who the Vikings picked in two thousand and five? If I give you the draft spot, you'll you'll get it. I'm sure. They had the seventh pick that year.
1: It wasn't Adrian. No. Uh, Troy Williamson. It was
2: Troy Williamson. Uh, that was the pick they got from the, yeah, the Raiders. Raiders right? the, for, Moss, for Randy, Randy Moss. <laughs> Man,
1: why do, why do Minnesota sports teams just get worked on every trade? Why can't we ever be on the other side of a Herschel Walker or Rudy Gobert? It's sad.
2: Well, at least the Eagles let Justin Jefferson
1: fall into their lap. Thank you, Eagles. We appreciate it. That's, that, Vikings don't have a lot to thank the Eagles for, but this is one of them.
2: They didn't make any – Real, I mean, it was a mistake drafting Williamson, but the receivers that go after him, Mike Williams uh, out of US. The other Mike Williams. Yeah, the other other yes, Mike Williams. Yes, Then Matt Jones. Remember we were talking about yeah. Matt Jones? Yeah, long that's, ago? Right. yeah that's right. 21st overall pick.
1: Wow. Converted wide uh, quarterback, quarterback out of Arkansas. Never came together yeah. at all. I bet that guy had, I bet Matt Jones had less than, I'm going to go 500 career yards probably something like that.
2: Brutal wide receiver class this year. Two good ones, Roddy White, uh, 27th yeah, overall. He was, he was really good. And then Vincent Jackson went on uh, the second round.
1: Took Vincent Jackson a long time yeah, to he, put he it he was together. an immediate impact and player. And then once he got paid by the Bucks, that dude was awful. He was all mm. about getting his his big second deal and then he never did anything.
2: <laughs> i never heard of this guy. I was just looking at the receivers. <laughs> the Chiefs selected a guy. It looks like it, crap
1: Yeah, Crafonzo or no, I'm something, I'm sure it's right? Crafonzo. Crafonzo. Crafonzo Thorpe. Thorpe yeah. He turned out to be he, crap. So he lived it? up to his name. <laughs> yeah, he did. He really did. Uh, all right, thank you for getting to the end of Fantasy Football Weekly. You're going to get micros next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You'll want to stay, uh, stay subscribed for that. I can't say stay tuned for that you don't know, tune into your podcast. I think we might get uh, Scott Fish next week, too. Yeah, I think it's Scott, I think it's Scott Fish next week, and we're going to do wide receivers and tight ends. It's an amazing tight end class. Yeah. We'll be talking about wide receivers, tight ends, in advance of the draft next week. Talk to you then, everybody. Bye-bye. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.